All right, guys, commissioners. No, me and Taylor were in hotels this week traveling, so my audio is not the best. Just want to give out that warning. There's no fastest two minutes or interviews this week, so it's just a pot, short podcast with me and Taylor. Um, we wanted to get this podcast out as we're getting into to divisional play, but we'll have the fast two minutes and the interviews in next week before Thanksgiving. So enjoy the show. It's the Ball Deep Podcast, Season 7, Week 11. I'm your host and Commissioner Lee Parker. And I'm your 7-Eleven convenience store owner, Taylor Mathis. Welcome back. Welcome back. Taylor, how you doing? It was a lot a lot, a lot happened this past week. You know, we had a lot of major upsets this week, a lot of shakeup in the scoreboard and the standings. And, I mean, dude, six teams are tied right now for Sacco at four and six. That's fucking insane. It was an awesome weekend of NFL football. A lot of great games, uh, a lot of great performances, and a lot of upsets uh, compared to what we were going into last week, talking about the outcomes of what's going to be happening this week with standings, different things like that. Uh, That's changed drastically after a weekend of just madness in this league. Yeah, I mean, I think every team we counted out last week won. Like Shear won, Team Taco won, Burnham got his first win in five weeks, Sutton won. I mean, even the Thugs one, who we were counting out down and about, he beat the Steamers. You're your number one team. I mean, I, I guess Pat took what I said hard about, about to get shit on. Uh, but way to go. Way to put it together a win against a really tough opponent. Yeah. I mean, he did He did some – like, yeah, he just – he made some major changes, made some moves, and he, he got the dub. But uh, let's kick it off. Let's recap our last week's match. I got to start off with Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh born, Pittsburgh raised. We, we played the number one team in the Cuck Lord. And we just do. We competed. And I give myself coach of the week because I put in Fields and Cole Komet, took a flyer on both of them, and they fucking balled out. They just needed a new offense to play in, a new system, new, change of scenery. You bear down. And that was the thing I told you you had to do going into this weekend with a hot Bears offense that Justin Fields playing at his all-time high and probably the most confident since he's gotten into the league. Um, he did some serious damage, almost putting up 40 points. And then Cole Komet for the second week put up plus 20. Yeah, Cole Komet, major bright spot. I know Will's got to be kicking himself, but he, he's showing out. And I can't believe I beat Jared. I mean, Jared's team put up 134 points, which is enough to beat every other team in the league except for Topper and Chubb or Morning Chubb. So, like, just a bad matchup for Jared this week. But we, we got we got the dub. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's rolling on right now. We haven't lost back-to-back games once this season, which I'm proud about. But we are 6-4. Yeah. and four. Third team, Cucklord, he's still the first team. Another matchup I want to talk about um, before we really get into everything was the Slugs defeating the Steamers. I mean, the Slugs had to have it, you know. They were on a, like, a losing streak since we last spoke, and the Steamers were on a roll. So he, 
he kind of humbled the steamers on that one. But the steamers are still the second place team. And I think the tie, like I said last episode, the tie helps the steamers because he can't, he's not going to lose as many games as other people because he has that tie there. I'm, I'm sure just like everyone else in America last night thought no way the Eagles would end their perfect record to the Washington Commanders. And you would think with A.J. Brown as many times that he's gone off throughout the weeks that this would be an easy plus 20 game for him. Uh, but yeah. him only one point definitely does not help his situation at, our, at all. And Pat had Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire put up zero. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Cooper Cup, Bucks yeah. for Pat, Cooper Cup is on the IR. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's Pat's bread and butter and he's out. Like, I don't even know how Pat recovers from that because there aren't any good receivers like left to grab, you know? Well, unless Christian Watson's still available, that's one dude I would pick up in this league. Uh, especially after him putting up three TDs. And now Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs excuse me, he's going to be out four to six weeks. That's going to be their number one go-to guy heading on out. Yeah, I tried to claim uh, – I, I put in a claim for Christian Watkins, but I, we'll see if that comes in. Full, full disclosure, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, so the waiver wire hasn't hit yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I did put in a claim for him, but I don't know if I'll get him because I'm like one of the bottom teams on the waivers. Well, I hope you do. I put in a claim for him just today and i'm number three on the waivers and i'm banking on getting them yeah that'll be a, that'll be a nice addition especially while we're heading into the playoffs so uh well any other matches caught your eye you want to talk about we got to kind of talk about burnham getting his first dub in five weeks he put up the second most points defeated luckless masturbation i mean jordan jefferson he's, he's the best receiver in the league like right i think so i mean it was a duel between him and stefan diggs and, and that game that they played on sunday both had some of the sickest one-hand snags that I've seen in a very, really long time. Oh, yeah. Dude, the dig snag was so good. And then Jefferson snag, like, I don't even know. Like, I thought the guy for the Bills intercepted it on every replay, and I don't know how Jefferson just pulls that in, and it doesn't touch the ground. That was incredible. Just to notice the correlation here, we put out the podcast that Sunday, and it had been weeks, almost three weeks since we put out one. Burnham was on a losing streak. And we put one out. What do you know? A W right then and there. But, yeah, (laughs) Justin – Justin Jefferson uh, for sure helped his case. And now Burnham's got an established quarterback uh, for Morning Chubb at Geno Smith, who yeah. is pretty consistent, honestly, for a Seahawks team that's uh, subpar. But Geno Smith has been playing really good. I wouldn't be surprised if he won comeback player of the year uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, Burnham still has Chubb. I mean, Chubb's a beast. That Rashad White kid from T- Tampa Bay played really good the other night as well. Or he but, played decent. A really strong that Burnham has going on to the rest of the season is really at tight end at TJ Hawkinson. I mean, the Vikings are probably going to make it into the playoffs. And TJ Hawkinson, the more reps he gets with the Vikings, the more points he's going to put up. And uh, Kirk Cousins is having a great year, honestly. Not fantasy stat-wise, but overall, just a great year. Yeah, and that loss for Jackins is his three-game winning streak. He did have the longest current winning streak, but now – it's the Slugs. The Slugs are on a two-game winning streak. The Slugs and Team Shear, the only two teams with a winning streak. So let's kick it over to the Team Shear beating the major upset, beating the Pussy Destroyer. Huge upset this week. Um, yeah, Team Shear is uh, on a two-game win streak. He's coming in really hot. He's, he's put together a really good wide receiver core. Um, and, you know, Bloom on his side, I, I did get a chance to interview Bloom uh, on Monday about – the lost and um, he didn't really see too concerned about it. Um, big, big reason why they lost this week because his go-to guys had a bye week. Uh, but Bloom said if they play again, 
at any point in the season that it's going to be absolutely not even close. Yeah, I think he just yeah, I think he just got wasted and took Team Shearer for granted. You know, just thought he was on a walk, like be a walk in the park. But Team Shearer showed up to play. You know, Devontae Adams, Gabriel Davis, Rondale Moore, all all three of those guys scoring eighteen or more points. And I mean, Blue's team just kind of laid an egg. Tom Brady didn't play that good. Fournette, I mean, he only had ten points. Eckler didn't have a game he usually has where he scores like three touchdowns and has a hundred yards rushing and like ten receptions. So yeah, I mean, Blue, yeah, just just an off week for the pussy destroyer. Yeah, Bloom hasn't even lived in Tampa a year, um, and locals already have a nickname for him, which is a pretty badass uh, nickname. Uh, they call him Mr. Bay to Bay. And uh, he can tell, <laughs> you, he can yeah. tell you the details of that uh, later on. But, yeah, tough loss for him. Another game that I really want to talk about that was actually a good matchup and yeah. a well-served win is Team McCraney and Team Taco. Yeah. Yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Taco got the dub. I mean, he had to have it, you know. Now he, I mean, we got 16 tied, six teams tied for Sacco, which is just incredible. But, yeah, C.D. Lamb balled out. Jonathan Taylor balled out. Saquon Barkley balled out. All given Topper over 23 points. I don't know if that was Topper or Gary coaching the running backs, but one of them did a good job. And then – Well, that's, that's what I was going to highlight next. I mean, going on for the rest of these three weeks, I, I know the weekend, uh, the playoff starts week 14. He's got three running backs, and Jonathan Taylor looked like his old self from last year, even though it's only yep. the second touchdown. It's the, it's the Jeff Saturday change. Saturday, yeah. dude. Yeah. He's got three running backs that are playing really hot right now, and if he can get 20 points on average from those three a week uh, and have C.D. Lamb keep playing like he is and Jared Judy actually do something, Russell Wilson's got to start utilizing it, though, and they suck so bad. Um, he's going to be pretty dangerous. Yeah. I mean, he, it kind of stinks for him that he's three games back in the standings and two games back from Bloom. Three games back from Jared, two games back from Bloom. So, he he need a lot of luck in these next couple of weeks to, to win the division. But, I mean, hey, it's fantasy, baby. Anything can happen. Well, technically, didn't one of them have to leave town if they lost this week? That was a loser-leaves-town game. And, I mean, now McCraney's two games back in the Dicks division. He's two games back for me, and he's tied with Shear. I mean – not not good for McCraney. He had to have that one. I mean, and his team put up 127 points. It's not like they played bad. It's just Topper's team played better. Yeah. You don't come, in, you don't come into Mexico thinking you're going to win, you know? No, no, you're not. You're not. Absolutely not. That's a hostile environment right now. Uh, yeah. Last one that I really want to talk about, not much of an upset, uh, but a well-deserved win, uh, Sutton My Face versus Come yeah. So Hard, uh, Jacob Vincent's team. Um, well-deserved win for Sutton. Uh, even though he didn't have really any guys put up some, like, eye-popping numbers. Uh, a solid pickup for him, though, I will say, is Jeff Wilson Jr., who I dropped yeah. after the trade um, when McCaffrey went, and I didn't think he, they were going to trade him to the Dolphins. I should have known. Uh, but Jeff Wilson Jr., since he's got on the Dolphins, has put up plus 15 or more in this past two weeks. So they're yeah. probably going to utilize him a lot more often. Yeah, that, he's, that's he's clicking. more of the pro- – yeah, he's more of a primary back in that role, and I think he just he kind of excels in that in that position. And I mean, it was a great win for Sutton. He put up 105. Henson only put up 79. You know, the Giants' defense was the second leading scorer on his team, so just kind of a pathetic performance from the comes so hard on Philip Rivers. He really needs to motivate his men to come out and play better on game days. But yeah, Sutton Sutton got the win, pulled himself out of the hole. He, he, now he, I mean, you know, like the Sacco can go any way. There's like two. Oh, yeah. There's two interesting races going on: the playoff race and who's going to come in Sacco, which we do need to decide a Sacco punishment. I was in Sacco last year. And I've been meeting the state on the pod. 
whoever comes in Sacco, I'll do the punishment with them. We just got to come up with a consensus Sacco punishment. You know, it's, it's, t- it's tough for all well, of us to agree on something, you know. Rumor is, and this is from uh, one of the league owners, is that for two years there has been actual a real Sacco punishment. Uh, people have eaten hot chips in the past. You get from the gas station. That, that's not a punishment, you know? I know, yeah. No, we haven't had a Sacco punishment really since the league's been created. We, we're, we're I, That's my only role I'm lacking in. I need to be more stern about that. I guess you could say my Sacco is me making up this stupid-ass podcast and spending all my time on it, but it's been all right. Yeah, we'll figure out something. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll figure out something. But uh yeah, let's get into the standings. Let's go over the let's go over an overview of the standings. Um so the Cuckward still in first place. Look like he's gonna make the playoffs, you know, ninety nine percent. Um the steamer still in second place, probably gonna make the playoffs ninety five percent. And then we got Pittsburgh at three, the slugs at four, both kind of securing their spot to win this past weekend, and then the the pussy team this is the the number five seed, the first wild card, is that's Team Pussy Destroyers to lose. You know, he has the best record over everyone, at least by a game or two, at six and four. And then we got number six at Luckless Masturbation, who's also helped by that tie, you know, or else he could be four and six or five and five, which would have helped him. But, yeah, and then for, for seven through 12, all teams are tied at four and six. You got Team McCraney, Morning Chubb, Sweat My Face, Team Henson, Team Taco, Team Shear, all at four and six. Right now, based on the tiebreakers we got going on, Team Taco is the Taco. But a lot can happen over these next couple of weeks, you know. Let me ask you this question. 7 through 12, who do you think emerges from the trenches and makes a wild card spot as of right now? As of right now, so I'm, I'm going to give Bloom the five spot because, like, he, it's, it's basically his to lose. So I'm going to give him the five spot. So it comes down. So I'm going to put the luckless masturbation in that seven through 12 as well. And out of all of them, I mean, it's tough. It's tough not to pick Jack, but I'm all, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Sutton, dude. I think Sutton can get it done. Yeah. He's so, he gets to play Burnham and Sova cool. Those, those are, those could, those are possible wins. And, you know, I mean, he just has to win. I mean, if he just wins out and some luck breaks his way, he could, you know, he could he could make something happen and make the playoffs. What really doesn't help him for this week, and I don't think another loss would be detrimental to him, but it certainly wouldn't certainly wouldn't help his case. Uh, he's got Tyree Kill and Jeff Wilson Jr., both who put up plus 15 from last week on bye this week. Yeah. Um, and from his bench, he really doesn't have that much of a great selection to pick from besides well, Curtis Sanders. Favorite Tyler Boyd. Me and me and Sutton did make a trade this week. We I traded uh, Curtis Samuel for Gerald Everett, which I think is a pretty fair trade on both sides. Curtis Samuel, I think last I saw, he's the 18th best receiver, and Gerald Everett is like the 11th best tight end. And like, there's 600 receivers in the league, so like being the 18th best receivers, I mean, I thought it was a fair trade. I think we both kind of benefit on that one, but it kind of sinks for me because now Jared Ever- Gerald Everett is questionable, so he might not even play this week. And I actually might just stick with Cole Komet. I mean, he's he's a bear. He's going to bear he's down bear. for me. He's he's going to bear down for you. Out of all of those seven, in my opinion, and the only reason why I say this is because week one I picked them top three, and uh, things are looking just lining up perfectly from uh, i'm gonna go with gary topper and uh nick topper from team taco to make that last spot in the coming yeah. week i mean you got yeah you got to stick with your guns from the preseason yeah. podcast to now you got to stick with it and i mean he it's can make bold- something happen you know he does have a tough schedule though these next three weeks you know he, he plays bloom and jared two of the best record-wise teams 
And then he also plays Burnham, who, you know, Burnham could wake up one morning fully erect and put up 150 on you. So can't count Burnham yeah. out either. With no Viagra needed. No, I know his uh, his schedule going into these last couple of weeks is going to be really tough for him. But he's also got the roster right now and, and the guys to get through this tough schedule. Uh, the only thing that concerns me with Burnham is that he's got a nice matchup for his guys this week. The only thing he's lacking, and there's not much to pick from on the waiver wire, is quarterback this week because Geno Smith is on the buys as well. Um, yeah. So I, I think yeah. Burnham would probably be my second pick out of all of them to probably uh, find his way in the wild card. But I got to stick with Team Taco and the people of Mexico right now to make the wild card. Yeah. So let's do a little, uh, new segment alert. Let's do this. Uh, let's do um, a playoff simulator, simulator type thing. So in the first round, we got Team Pussy Destroyer versus uh, the Sexy Slivy Slugs. Who do you think is going to come away with that one? If the if the season ended today. In the first round, repeat the team. I'm sorry. Um, team Pussy Destroyer versus the Sexy Slivy Slugs. Ooh. As if the season was to end today, uh, my pick would be uh, Bloom and the uh, Team Pussy Destroyers. Yeah, I think so, too. So then we got – and then in the second first-round playoff matchup, we got the Luckless Masturbation versus Pittsburgh. Ooh, I think Pittsburgh, just the way they've Pittsburgh. been playing. Going no, chalk. Going yeah. chalk. Yeah, Go the three seed moves on. Yeah. And then uh, so the second round of the playoffs, we would have the Cuck Lord versus Team Pussy Destroyer. Who would win that one? Who do you think? Damn, that would be a showdown, man. That would be a yeah. really good uh, – but in the end, I think – Heading into the rest of the season, I would go. I'd go with Bloom again. Yeah, no, I mean I don't blame him. He beat he beat the Cuck Lord earlier this season. He could do it again. He gets to play him again soon. So I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens there. So the second round, the second matchup we would have is Pittsburgh versus the Steamers. Who do you think would win that one? Ooh, dude, that's another showdown right there, man. That would be a great matchup. Um, I hate to do it to you, bud, uh, but the Steamers. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I like Coleman's team. I mean, he's got everything on all cylinders. It's not like A.J. Brown is going to put up another one-point game. You know, he's, yeah. he's going to continually do good. He's so, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. And then the championship. So, you got Bloom versus Sturkey. Oh, uh, dude, this is a matchup these two have been praying for. This is yeah. what this is what Bloom is hoping, the case scenario. Just so Because he was just like, man, I beat Coleman Sturkey like every single time we play. I own him. Um, you know, that's going to be a great East Coast versus West Coast uh, matchup right there. But I yeah. think I think Coleman's going to win. Yeah, Coleman going back-to-back. Coleman going back-to-back. That'd be, that'd, be that'd be pretty incredible. Coleman's going to pick up two Sports Illustrated magazines, uh, NFL Inside for Fantasy Football, and he's going to do his research, uh, who he starts with the championship, especially if money's on the line. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we got a $700 pot on the line, you know. So. <laughs> Why my boy Bloom is going to hang out with the locals and – go his terms bay to bay and do one dollar beers at mcdenton's for a whole night and just forget to set up his you know roster it, it's happened to him before it's happened to him before yeah, New Year's <laughs> yeah. Got, got to set up his lineup. he could drink too much eggnog during christmas and just forget to set his lineup you never know yeah, yeah. yeah. well okay yeah. this so in the consolidation ladder uh with the bottom teams who do you think okay. would make way to the toilet bowl championship <laughs> The toilet bowl championship. I gotta stick with my guns and I gotta put Shear in there and so or Sobical will actually make the playoffs in the simulator. So I'll go with Shear and uh damn, this is tough. I guess Shear and Topper. I, I just I'm just I'm putting yeah. them in the Sacco Bowl. 
I got to disagree with you on that one. Um, yeah, I yeah. I think we got a little sneak peek this week who's going to be in the Toilet Bowl Championship. And uh, I think Coach Sutton and his team just need a bowl game win, but it's going to be Sutton versus Henson, the Toilet Bowl Championship. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. That Yeah. That, that very well, I mean, I, I just can't believe we got – like, that's crazy that we got six teams tied at four and six. Like, that's just that just blows my mind. Usually, like, by this point in the season, you kind of know who's going to be Sacco. Like, I think at this point of the year, last year I was like two and five or, I mean, two and ten or whatever it was. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that we got six teams tied. But let's get over um, Let's get over to this week's matchups. Which matchup, like, catches your eye? We're back in divisional play. We do got Team Shear versus Pittsburgh. We got the Steamers versus um, Comstar and Phillip Rivers. We got the Cuck Lord versus Team Taco. And we got Set My Face versus Burnham. All, those, all four of those matchups are uh, divisional games. Uh, the matchup I like going into this week and uh, really catches my eye that I think is going to be pretty close as soon as they set up their lineups. Uh, I think Bloom and uh, Sobacle's matchup is going to be one to keep your eye on. And another one to keep your eye on, which should be really interesting because Team Taco is predicted to beat this juggernaut of a program and the Cuck Lord. Uh, but Team Taco versus the Cuck Lord 3000 is going to be an interesting matchup as well. So those are the yeah. top two. Yeah, I mean, basically, this is an early playoff matchup because we do it in our simulator. We had the Pussy Destroyer versus the Slugs. But yeah, I mean, lineups haven't been set since we're recording this on Tuesday, but Sokol is projected to win. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm interested to see how he. Changes up his lineup having Cooper Cup hit the IR. So that, that's a major blow to his team. But the yeah. Detroit only put up 70 points last week. So anything's possible here, you know? And what sucks is that Bloom doesn't have a good second string reserve quarterback to like fill in. I mean, unless you're going to get Taylor Heineke off the waiver wires, which would probably be your best choice. I mean, like I said earlier, there's slim pick ins available at the QB. Uh, waiver wire right now and that's where a lot of guys are going to struggle this week is finding that um, QB to fulfill a spot for their number one guy for this week um, yeah, I got, I'm kind of hoarding the quarterbacks I got Lamar Justin and Dak all on my team so I am open to trades the trade deadline is December 2nd so make sure you get your trades in before then but um, another interesting yeah. matchup it, it probably won't be the game of the week uh, it just depends who Sutton's going to play um, but I think Sutton and Morning Chubb, I mean, this game has a lot on the line. You know, one of them is yeah. going to move. This is, this is one, an official. Yeah. One spot closer to that number one in that division. Yeah, this is an official loser leaves town game. Like, whoever loses this one is not making the playoffs between Burnham yeah. and Sutton. There's, no. like, no, no chance. Like, you can't come back if you have seven losses. I, I think if you get seven losses, you're not making the playoffs. Let me ask you this. Are you a little nervous going in this week playing Team Shear after a two-game win streak? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he, he's got – I mean, he's got Devontae Adams, T. Higgins. I mean, they're all – I mean, his receiving core is just nails right now. They're balling out. I'm kind of worried about what I'm doing. We kind of have – we kind of have some controversy or adversity in our quarterback room. We got Lamar, Justin, Dak. I don't know which one to start, you know. Lamar, he's coming off a bye, so he's healthy. He's ready to roll. He might be, he might be running it next week. But then again, Justin's playing. He, we the got Falcons. him playing the Falcons. I, I would, yeah, for Justin Fields for this week again. I mean, dude, he's hot right now, and he and he, we all know the Falcons always play the level of competition to their oh. opponent, no matter who it is. Yeah. Um, and the Falcons have got to be able to uh, retain him because, dude, the dude's got some legs. I mean, he oh, can take dude. off at any. For a t- he's a big dude. Yeah, uh, so he's, he's big and he's fast. Yeah. 
probably see him run the ball a lot more often, which is just going to help your scenario against a shitty Falcons defense. Yeah. I'm also missing a receiver right now because uh, Jalen Waddle, I traded Curtis Samuel and Jalen Waddle's on a bye this week. So I need to find a receiver. Hopefully I can get Christian Wilkins or Christian, whatever his name is, that guy from the Packers off the waivers. But we'll see how that plays out. If not, I got I got some tricks up my sleeve. I can pick up someone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I also want to talk about um, the matchup between the Steamers and Henson. You know, this is Henson's make-or-break game, too. You know, if Henson gets seven losses, he's kind of out. And if Coleman wins, he basically kind of secures a bye, you know, in the playoffs. Yeah, Coleman's got two guys, though, this week sitting out that have been really uh, playing well for him. Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne Jr. James Carner yeah. just scored his first rushing touchdown of the season last Sunday, I believe. Or, or I'm sorry, his two he scored two touchdowns, first touchdown since week one. Um, and who knows? Maybe they're going to go a lot more to James Conner, so that'll probably help him out. But I like this matchup this week. Uh, I honestly do. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, but unfortunately in the end, Henson's going to pack up and go home. Yeah. And to touch up on our, our last couple of matchups, I think t- the matchup between Team McCraney and Lucas Masturbation, that's going to be like the game we watch on the side. Right now, I mean, McCraney hasn't set up his lineup, but Jack's projected to win by, like, 50 points. So, looks like Jack's going to be firing on all cylinders this week, especially coming off a loss. I think he's going to bounce back. And then the last match, I mean, we kind of we grazed over it earlier, but was the one between the Cucklord and the Team Taco. I mean, this is also Team Taco make or break time. The people in Mexico are standing up. They're trying to cheer for something. Let's see if Team Taco gives it to him. Let's see if he, he seasons the beef. Yeah, I think – uh, Team Taco is actually going to surprise a lot of people this week. And uh, I think the upset's coming. Yeah, I mean, he's projected to get 130 points. So, I mean, that's that's a fuckload of points. So, yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how that plays out for him. We'll see. We will see how it goes. Yeah. So, I, we tried to reach out to Henson and uh, Shear for interviews this week, but it doesn't look like they're going to be available tonight. So we'll, we'll try to see if we can get them on later on in the week, if we can make something happen, because we do want to get interviews for you guys. But if not, I, I don't have anything else to add, Taylor, unless you, you got anything else. No, that's it. Those guys are probably getting their lineups ready for this week. This is a big week uh, coming into this weekend. Uh, a lot on the line. It's going to be a really interesting weekend, but that's all I have. Hopefully we can get one of these guys to come on the show uh, for one of our guests. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. See you later, guys. We get it almost every night When that moon is big and bright as a supernatural
never fall.